You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Hey, it's Adam22, and you know what to do. Watch me talk to Bootleg Kev about porn. Hit the link. Let's go. <laughs> hey, this interview is brought to you by our good folks at Imperial Extractions, ladies and gentlemen. Now, check this out. If you want a free two-gram pre-roll delivered right to your door, they got you. Go get a free two-gram THCA diamond-infused pre-roll with any order right now. We're talking about one and a half grams of top shelf flour and a half a gram of pure THCA diamonds, imperialextraction.com, promo code bootleg, and you're going to get this for free, delivered right to your door. Let's get to the interview. Yo, Bootleg Cab Podcast special guest in here. My guy, Adam22, is in the building. Yeah. Welcome back, sir. How you feeling, Jay? I'm good, man. How's, uh, how's everything? Pretty good, yeah. You've had a busy week? Grinding out content on my way to uh, taking a small amount of time off for Christmas. Uh, how long are you taking off? Not, you know, between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, that's like a week. And even then, if I get interview offers, I'll probably just do it anyway. If it's like a big enough one? like yeah. I'm always on call. Yeah. It's hard to say now. Always on call. Uh, you just released the... Well, first of all, I watched the first episode of you and Lena's show. Mm. I didn't finish it. I okay. just assumed it was going to... I mean, I just knew I just knew Crit Mac. You're like I know where this is going. I knew Crit Mac wasn't going to win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was. Uh, it was. It was cool. It, it felt like some old school, like flavor of love type shit for sure. Yeah, that's what we were going for, but with banging at the end. Yeah. Mm. Um, how was I? Only saw a clip of the scene where you f- high five the guy. I think we fist bumped. You fist bumped. He's a young black dude, so I don't know if he would have been comfortable with the full on Eiffel Tower. I didn't see because you know, for people, yeah, for people don't it know, there's the about, Eiffel Tower. There's yeah. the you know right. So what was it like? Because were you there with Jason Love and Lena? No, I wasn't around for that. So what was it like being in it? Way better. So much better. Because I felt like this weird little bit of jealousy when she did the this, this scene with Jason Love, even though I got over that pretty quick. But in terms of us just shooting like me, him, and her, I mean, I was into it. And fucking, it didn't, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have any like conflicted feelings about it. It was all just good times. Did you have any issues busting? No. None. No. Did the other guy have any issues? I was issues? born to come. No. The other was guy fine. was fine? Yeah, very good. Because I heard the, the previous guy had some 
Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, you weren't there. No, yeah. confirmed. No, I don't know. Jason Love. He's, he's, he's in his own world too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can only imagine that had to be a. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do it, but I probably couldn't get hard. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, it took me a couple of minutes. It took you a while. Normally, I'm hard like on command, but it did. It was, it was you know, like kind of tugging on it for me like four or five minutes before. But once it got up, it, it stayed up. It stayed up. Yeah. Was was he? I didn't see the video. So was he swinging? Does he have a big dick? You're saying? Yes. Yeah, he's got a pretty good one. Yeah. Or is he? Is he... Maybe not quite a Jason Love though. So not, but but more than you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're fucking. You're a sick fuck. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna pick a guy smaller than me. I, I swear, I would. Really? I mean, like, who's got a smaller dick than me? That's who's coming in here. That would have been so transparent. A lot of people honestly were like, "Oh, he picked him because his dick is smaller than a couple of the other guys in the competition." Not really anything I was thinking about. Does Does that dude do porn? Usually, yeah, he's a big deal. Oh, he is a big deal. Oh yeah, he's already popping. Yeah. Oh, so you had already kind of seen? Was everybody on the show besides Crit Mac a porn star already? There was this dude Churdleys who's like an internet comedian. I have a feeling that he would not have actually done the fucking right. A couple other people too. So like Rat Dick Ralph. The show seemed kind of like pretty set up. Obviously, it was good. It the was, winner was not determined. The wizard wasn't th- determined. People think that we had the winner picked out the whole time. It was me and her were still kind of going back and forth about it until the last minute when we when we had to pick. But there was like a, there's an interview that we do at the end of uh, on episode four, the final mm-hmm. episode. Um, we're talking to them at length and like little D's personality just kind of emerged as being so much bigger than the other guys that it just kind of seemed obvious that he would be the one who kind of was emanating the most star power. And he's been cool about everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's super cool. Cause it seems like the, the other situation, the guy was like kind of clout chasey a little bit. Yeah. We definitely talked to him about that so we could avoid that mistake. Like, Hey, if we're going to do this, man, yeah, don't, don't be a weirdo, be a professional. Yeah. Be a pro. Respect the marriage. How, how long? How many days did you guys film? It was only two days. It seems like a little longer, but... Two days quick. It's so fucking expensive to have the whole entire reality crew there that like... And the rent the house. Exactly. Did you guys need to get permits? Yes. Oh, so you guys really fucking... It's a real production. We hired like a, a crazy like 20 person reality crew to film and, and conceptualize the whole thing. I've always told everybody because for whatever reason, I've told you this before... I think people think like we're a lot closer friends than we are and we're cool. Like you're my boy, you know, like you've thrown some lobs my way that I appreciate. I don't talk to that many people in general. But people like (laughs) hit me up like, what's up with your boy? Uh He's a fucking cuck. This is weird. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Maybe like, and this this is why I always say, you guys have been fucking women on camera for so long. Uh One dick comes out of left field, and it, it's like all of a sudden they just act like you guys aren't sex workers or performers or whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, like right? even when we had our kid, I don't really remember like almost anybody throwing it in our faces and being like, "You shouldn't have a kid. You're a porn star." Yada yada. Whereas now it feels like every time it's all you hear, oh, it's all people want to do is just tell me about how I'm like violating the sanctity of traditional marriage, and like everyone just kind of like willfully ignores the fact. That we do porn and are, let's be honest, clearly trolling slash hamming it up to get as much media attention as possible on Plug Talk, right? Which worked. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I think, uh, I, I mean, that clip you guys sold with uh, Jason Love had to be one of the more. I think you had told me it was one of the more successful things ever sold on that platform, right? The biggest OnlyFans scene of all time. Ever. Ever. Seven figures, of course. Eight figures? 
I wouldn't want to take that leap. You never know, though. In between? Uh, like around the five? Uh, That's a lot, dude. Was, uh, what do they keep? Like, I always wonder, what is OnlyFans? What's their cut? 20%. So they're keeping 20%. Yeah. Damn. So they're eating off everybody. That's fucking great. They're, man, OnlyFans, that's such a great business model. Insane, right? Damn. I remember when they were going to go away and then all the fake OnlyFans popped up. Yeah, and we spent like 30 grand to get a fucking uh, Plug Talk website built. And then by the time it got done, <clears throat> OnlyFans seemed a lot more stable. And so we never even ended up making the website go live. We figured let's just stick to OnlyFans. Yeah, it's almost like if YouTube went away, you'd have to figure some shit out. Like OnlyFans is kind of yeah. like the new like standard if you're a content creator, even yeah, in the porn industry. And right? I even know girls like some of the biggest girls in the industry who have their own website ready to go, and they just keep it on the back burner because OnlyFans is just so much more familiar to the users that it's just it's a layup. Like it's just it's just so much more effective to put your content on there. It's kind of sucks that you can't necessarily like present it exactly the way that you want to present it, like you would be able to on a website, but. They go to your website, they got to put in their credit card information. They go to OnlyFans, right. credit card information is already in there for like almost everybody who would ever think about buying porn, right? True. Yeah, and it's kind of like if you're going to go on YouTube to watch like all your content, why would you go sign up for, I mean, like shout out to Rumble, no this to Rumble, but I'm not fucking watching nothing on Rumble. I mean, I would if it came down to it, but Like yeah. if you had to. If, it, if I had to, I would go to Rumble, but it would take a lot. Yeah, it would take a lot, especially yeah. like if you got... Like booted off of the platform or something. Yeah, exactly. Which has happened with I think what Steve will do it happen happen with him. Yeah, it's it's good to have a backup, but I don't know. Um, do you guys get to see like uh like the top earners? Because we saw the celebrity top earner of the year thing on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Are you able to see on the back end like where you rank at no. the end of the year? They tell you your like percentage, like like you point. get to see top zero zero one percent. Yeah, but they don't give you any more information than that because it would be that would be pretty crazy if we were able to be like, well, we make. A little bit more than you and you, but not as much as you. That would be because I, I feel like some of these celebrity numbers have to be inflated. I think a lot of people lie about it, and because like the bad baby numbers are so fucking insane. Yeah, I don't know. A, a weird part of me kind of believes her numbers, just because as ridiculous as that eighteen million dollar month looks, it just kind of seemed like when I when I saw how it went from like eighteen million to like eight hundred thousand as the months went by, I was like, that seems like a normal rate of uh you know degrading of of income but i don't know if you saw the guy who was like ruby rose's number one i saw you just did an interview with him he said it was cap right yeah and so i feel like i think he's full of shit oh no, no no that's that's a funny reaction that a lot of people keep having to it is that they think he's actually now covering up for his own perversion but let me tell you i've known this guy for a long time so you know him I, i've known him because he used to be a, a an assistant to a tattoo artist who did some work on me he one time came to the store in like 2018 and he did a a dab with lean instead of water uh I guess he was just trying to get some attention doing that or whatever. And the thing about him that really made me realize it was fake is, well, number one, one of the top dudes at OnlyFans corporate told me it was fake. And then after that, I realized just that he knows a lot of the porn star girls that I know. Like he was on FaceTime with Gina Valentina right after our interview, just talking on some regular shit. So it's like, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy. And and also, I don't think he has the kind of money that it would require. Well, he's supposed to be a crypto whale. I think, yeah. That's you big. think that's all bullshit? Yeah, no. So, because he was, I saw a picture, he didn't get a Ruby Rose tattoo? He did get a Ruby Rose tattoo. 
Know, Which man. is kind of funny because I doubt she would ever want to really see him again. That's very, uh, that's, that's committing. <laughs> you want to know something super funny? Oh my God, I feel bad actually. I feel bad even calling it funny, but he had a whole week of media planned out, right? He mm-hmm. was going to do Vlad. He, he, he flew to Miami to do Fresh and Fit immediately after our interview. And he was supposed to go on that whatever pod. We've been DMing each other. Well, there's another one that probably isn't going to happen, I would assume. But like the whatever pod, when I went there yesterday, he asked me about that guy. I told him it was fake. He goes, oh, we're probably just not going to have him on then. I'm like, oh, whoops. Vlad, I think, canceled on him as well. It's fake. And he flew out to do Fresh and Fit. And they canceled on him when he, when he, after he already flew out there. But I, I understand why. Because what the fuck are you in, interviewing this guy about if it's all fake? Yeah, especially... I mean, shout out to Ruby Rose if this was her team, like, hiring some dude. Oh. It fucking worked. Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, crazy. it's not a bad idea. Oh, I, noticed, smart, yeah. I told Michael right away, as soon as I saw it, I was like, we should do this. We should say that. Find somebody. We, some guy give us 100 grand. Let's yeah. just up the find, ante. Just Why find not? some dude, hire him, some fucking dude that's a nobody who doesn't have any relationships, to her no credit, social media they, presence. They made it seem kind of real with the screenshots of the... Oh, with the texting the and shit, and shit yeah. like weird dude from OnlyFans. That was smart. They, they, and even this right here is kind of like another round of attention on Ruby Rose's OnlyFans. Even if it's and not I've noticed positive. too, like you'll scroll on like uh, Hollywood Unlock, uh-huh. and they'll have these fake stories about like teacher gets fired from their OnlyFans account, but it's really like oh, a- we banged her. Oh no, no, but I'm not even talking about that one because that oh, was a real one. Yeah, <laughs> there's been so many. Because we talk about shit on the radio, and my, my boy will be like, oh, this is uh, some, some, somebody got fired from their job or whatever, or, and then we'll look, and we'll be like, oh, this is a paid ad. Oh, yeah. And now Twitter will add a community note oftentimes informing the public of, oh, this is fake. Like, this account got paid to post this. This is only fan promotion. Yeah. So show that to you on. That's a very useful service right there. I always wonder, because I've been seeing the community notes recently, and I always wonder if it's community notes, who... Like, like, what process does the community notes go through to verify and or not verify? I think it's like Wikipedia, where there's just like a team of like unpaid people basically communicating about it. And like a large percentage of people doing the community notes have to agree in order to add the community note. Although I'm sure that that could be gamed to some extent. Because sometimes you see the community note pop up and then it goes away. Do you, uh, did you see the, obviously you, you saw the clip of Elon saying, go fuck yourself to Bob Iger. Yeah. Or is it Bob Iger? That's or it? to all the advertisers. Yeah, believe, but, yeah, but he's like, hi, Bob, in the crowd or whatever. Yeah, did you yeah. watch that full interview? I did. It was pretty good. I liked a lot of it. I think he's kind of in over his head with telling all the advertisers to fuck off because he's supposedly this like free speech guy. And I can't think of a better example of free speech than corporations deciding not to advertise with a guy who's basically created a platform where there's a lot of unsavory things going on, much of which he's co-signing. So I don't really think that he has any kind of argument against those advertisers. The idea that he's going to sue these advertisers for not wanting to advertise on his platform is it's absurd. Ki- it's, it is kind of anti-free speech. Yeah. Because they have the ability to choose where they want to advertise. And I like Twitter being what it is, where there's a lot of free speech, and it's like the only platform where if there's a fight or if there's something sexual, I know I can put it on Twitter. I can't put it on Instagram or YouTube. Sure. I'm going to lose my account. Can't put it on Snapchat. Can't put it on pretty much anywhere besides anything twitter. fly on twitter yeah and i appreciate that but i also think that you had to put an episode on twitter once right because you guys took that week off because of a strike right yeah we got a strike for like the dumbest shit ever i forget what it was it was something about i remember the whole episode was on twitter though yeah we had to put it on twitter it was fucking depressing as fuck because nobody wants to listen to a two-hour podcast on twitter but we just wanted to be able to put our week's episode out either way so we i think if it. they somehow fix like the i guess the uh just a platform for video watching mm. 
the more and more YouTube starts like clamping down and like fucking with creators, I could see Twitter eventually becoming like, I mean, but it's going to require advertisers, and they ha- and they have <laughs> to cha- and they have to change like it's like you, you just press play on it, like you, it doesn't go vertical or you doesn't go horizontal. It's just it's just a hard platform to watch, well, and it doesn't appear that a lot of people really want to be in the business of hosting all this video content because you look at Twitch. I mean, Twitch could easily be a VOD style platform as well. Like mm-hmm. you can live stream and then you can upload your video after, but you can't really upload videos on but Twitch. They're fucking getting over the on their folks. Uh, I think it's 50-50. Yeah, they take a stupid ad rate, but you're talking about Amazon, the richest fucking company in the world, and they don't want the headache of having Twitch turn into YouTube. So that kind of makes me feel like Elon's biting off a bit more than he can chew because it doesn't, like, you know, people aren't making really significant amounts of money on Twitter, which yeah, I, I guess could the change. Twitter but, ads, um, the ad, the ad uh, you probably know more than me. Because face, Facebook's still pretty solid. You still guys, you guys got the Facebook booming, right? Facebook is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh so where do you guys go from here, you and Lena? Because obviously you guys, this I, I mean, does this keep happening? Um, is 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 the, the 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 door off the hinges now when it comes to dudes? Like, um, definitely we're gonna do more shit with other guys, right? But I don't, you know, we're not gonna do like another reality show to find the next guy that she's gonna fuck or whatever. You know, for sure, if we have an idea, something they'll take it to the next level, then we're down to do it. But at this point, I think we're kind of plotting our next moves. I think that as like an overall umbrella idea for plug talk we could kind of take like any successful content style last night i was thinking about game shows a lot and just thinking like because i know that some of those guys like uh the the sidemen and the amp guys mm-hmm. and everything casting out and all them that they do basically game shows that are kind of like ripoffs of existing game shows that people watch on tv right if you could do it like the sex version makes sense to me but we got to figure out because like I think me and her are both looking at like how we exit a uh, plug talk at a certain point. Like how do we build it into a business that doesn't seem entirely dependent on me and her? And I think we've taken some important steps with that because we do we we do these uh, live orgies consistently on the channel. Right. Or we'll have well, like, you have it some of it on YouTube, some of it on yeah. Page, but right? we do like a big panel, like you know, fifteen or ten people talking or whatever, and then everybody goes and fucks. But if we could produce content that would consistently do well and promote the porn side of things and make it X-rated, but then also be able to have a version of it that goes on Instagram and TikTok and everything, I think that's perfect. Uh, so I think we need to like basically figure that out because we want to have another kid at some point. So there's going to be a shakeup in terms of Lena not doing content for six months or whatever. Well, I was going to say, like, is there? Have, I mean, there's got to be like the end game's got to be. Are you guys? I mean, you guys are going to do this forever. Not forever, but I will say that there's a lot of porn dudes like Dread. Dread is 50. No, yeah, shout out to him. A lot of porn dudes are like 50 at a certain point right. before they hang it up. I'm talking about just like the the being married with a performer, being on camera. It feels like anytime some of my favorite porn stars have ever gotten married, they usually retire. Yeah, I don't know. We're having fun with it. Honestly, if it wasn't fun, then we wouldn't be doing it. But And is it is it ever like I don't like you guys have always kind of had a, this type of relationship mm-hmm. where you guys bring women in right to the fold. So I mean, for me personally, I would do plug talk for free if I just got to fuck all these girls. Exactly. Well, that's what I was going <laughs> to so, say. It's like how do you ever like you you probably can never go back to just like, "Hey, it's just me and you." Uh, I think we could. I think like Cuz has it ever been that? Just me and her? Yeah. I mean, before plug talk, for sure, there would be like months and months and months where we didn't hook up with anybody else, especially during the pregnancy and stuff. I kind of feel like as I've gotten older, like the threesome thing when I was still a civilian was such like a coveted thing. Like it was just, I I can remember every threesome I ever had. It was just the most exciting thing in the world to fuck two girls at the same time. Now, having done it hundreds and hundreds of times, I definitely feel like I could just be a regular guy. Just hang out. 
Just marry. Yeah, definitely. Come home, get dinner. But I'm going to be just chasing chicks around in the club and shit well into my 40s. I'm not really seeing it. So I feel like I could definitely be just straight monogamous. But I also feel like if we were monogamous and we weren't doing porn, we would probably start sort of being like, oh, well, maybe we should fuck this girl together. Maybe we should go out with her. Maybe we should, you know, find, like, I think we would still probably find ways to want to explore a little. Did you end up fucking Joe Smith's wife? uh, wife? No, but I would love to. She, when didn't she pull up? She never did nothing? What'd you do? We she did just- the interview, and I was kind of tossing it out there. like, hey, me and you doing porn. What do you think? And uh, she didn't seem like it was off the table, but she's still married. So. In the same way in like 2017, a rapper could go on your platform and it changes their life. Are you guys kind of like the coveted platform for any porn chick to try to get on to try to kind of change the trajectory of their business on OnlyFans? I mean, definitely we're a platform that could do that. I don't know. Like, if somebody wants to make a bunch of noise by just doing a sex scene in general, I think we're, like, a great place for somebody to pull up. Like, I know that we for sure moved the needle big time on that uh, teacher, Brianna, or whatever they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The market is very flooded in terms like, of are you guys like content. You guys have your pick every week, I'm sure. Like, ah, we got X amount of people trying to do this. What well, do we're, you- we have enough episodes right now to not do it till March. So we, we oh, have you're a sh- fucking, yeah. You're just racking them up. Yeah, some weeks we'll do five or six. How would CJ Miles? Oh, she's a champion. Oh, my God, bro. I've been a fan of hers for a long time on Twitter. I can't wait for that one to come out. Her she's interview very, was mind blowing. She's very small. She's five or uh, four seven. So what was it? Was it forty two years old? Four seven. She's forty two. Can you believe it? Fuck them Asians. They don't age, bro. Insane. Shit. What kind? Is she a Filipina or what is yeah. she? Yeah. Fil- a shout out to Filipino women and men. They do not age at all. My my manager's fifty eight and he looks like he's forty. I had a hell of a time not busting with her. Uh, man, my shit was overflowing. Was that like one of the better like recent? Because I'm I'm assuming like yes. Yeah, CJ Miles. <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> She's fire. And it's something about her just being this like miniature-sized human, but still being like basically a MILF that was you never, She's just so professional the way she was hopping on there. You never fucked a midget? No, I'm still looking for the right one. There's I've seen a few. I at least I've seen I've a few on Twitter a few. where you're like, oh. Yeah. But it hasn't really happened yet. Because like the thing about midgets, do you remember the old OG porn star Pinky? I do. So Pinky to me was like, she was like just teetering on midget status. Was she really that small? She was built like a midget. I didn't know that. You know, like midgets are real stumpy and thick. You know what I'm saying? I think she was just like, are we regular. getting canceled? <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I DM'd Pinky too. I didn't hear back from her. Although my girl probably definitely doesn't remember Pinky, so it might have been kind of hard explaining. I think Pinky is. Um, I I don't. I haven't seen her recently, so I, I couldn't. Sp- I saw I, a picture. I, yeah, there was a whole thing where she was like, they took pictures of her in the fucking Walmart or some shit, and she wasn't looking so hot. She wasn't looking so great. And everybody's making a big deal out of it. And it's like, bro, you could take the hottest porn girl in the game, and you show her with no makeup, shitty photo. It's it just fucking- happened with Ice Spice. People try to talk shit yeah, about Ice yeah. Spice. I'm like, Ice Spice. When, just- when you see that, you realize how confused a lot of guys are because. The way chicks look when they're on camera fully dolled up and right. the way they look 99% of the time, it's not the same thing. And this is that's like a little boy thing of like realizing like, oh, shit, girls look different with concealer and, and mascara and all this shit. So yeah. it's, I kind of like, felt yeah, that. No shit. Yeah. Like, have you never had a girlfriend before? Does right. she look the same from when you guys, you know? I've but there, no- there is such a thing where like some girls are hot as fuck with makeup and, and they're they still look- really hot without makeup. For sure. And then there's some girls where the difference is quite drastic it, it is drastic yeah. um what is the latest with crit mac obviously he's uh incarcerated have you got to speak with him do you know what's going on with him yeah i talked to him on the phone for like two minutes on uh the other day when i was with lupe and four extras and uh they there's a new girl named carby doll who crit mac has apparently landed himself in a relationship with 
since he got locked up. That's oh. the level of a Riz that my man Kripmack has. We're going to call him Rizmack. Is that he uh, basically like found a new girlfriend from since behind the G wall, which is insane. So, is there any sort of uh, idea? Like, is it it's a federal case? Yeah, and the, like he's saying that. Well, I, I I've heard that the average sentence would be five years. Damn, he's saying three to five over the phone. I don't know. Would you? Because I saw like Suge Knight's got this new podcast that's over the phone. Mm-hmm. Do you think there'd be a way to keep Crip Mac involved in content via the phone? That is a good idea. I don't know. I haven't tuned into that. that Just to try to keep Suge something Knight going, thing. keeping some motion going with him. I don't know. You know, like I've never had good luck with talking to people on the phone in jail and having them tell me anything interesting. You know, I remember I used to talk to Draco after he'd been locked up for a year or two. And they don't usually seem eager to tell you about all their fights and everything, and then the audio quality is shit. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, they obviously aren't going to snitch on themselves. Like I got into it last night, you know. But I don't know. Maybe I, I just feel um, like it, he was on such a he was on such a climb right now. Like I just watched that neon video where he threw the hot dog at dude and was like, "Suck that shit up with your ass." Biggest asshole. hot dog ever. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, Crip Mac is on his way to being in movies. This yeah. guy's on his fucking way. So when I saw he got arrested, it was like, it was, I don't even know, dude. I was, it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. And I think like, you know, my girl always saw me interviewing him and like, didn't really get it or like never paid attention to his shit. And then she hung out with him two days on set. And by the end of that, she was like, he's the funniest person I've ever met. Dude, she was he's hilarious. Nuts. And uh, like, I like he was the star of the show on the Lena reality show. Like he just, kind of stole it like he just was so good on camera and so funny and i actually don't really think we would have had a, a show if it wasn't for him or at least it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been entertaining it wouldn't have been anywhere near as funny because it's like every 30 seconds to a minute there's just a crit mac line in the show and all the porn dudes are just very normal for the most part they're like you know if you want to be a porn star and you want to be accepted in the game the name of the game is make everybody like you don't offend anybody don't piss anybody off even like the other day i made a joke about uh violet myers on a podcast with Lil d mm. and my girl and, and he said would you bust in her and i go hell no i wouldn't bust in her she's mexican which you and me get the joke mexican girls get pregnant a lot whatever yeah i mean my i have two mexican children my girl scared me right away she's like you should you should call Violet and make sure that she's not going to get offended by that. Which I was like, okay, I feel you. Because in the porn game, you just really want everybody to like you. Because it could be one or two girls that don't fuck with you that could really have a negative impact on your career. Well, I've noticed you've been you've even even like some of the stuff you told me off camera, you've kept close to you and not revealed on camera, even though you could. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like an unwritten rule type of industry. I am a believer in the the porn man's code where you just anything weird that happens on, on set, set, even yeah. in this conversation, there are things that have been complicated behind the scenes mm-hmm. on set, whatever, and we just don't talk about it. Everything was great. Everything always was great. Nobody ever had a hard time getting a boner. Everybody finished as soon as they wanted to. It's just like, I feel like you're not supposed to talk about that stuff. Like you're not supposed to film the DP, like the Crip Mac DP. No, oh, when not you said like DP, I'm thinking DP, double yeah. penetration. <laughs> It's so funny moving to LA and when I, my boy was telling me about getting DP'd once, uh, I was like, "Bro, I didn't know about you know the gang DP as opposed to yeah being a sick fuck." And, and you can't win, assuming double penetration. You're not allowed to win the DP. Yeah, I mean, if I'm getting DP'd and I start winning, more people enter the DP and beat the shit out of you. So you got to just just. I mean, then, but I still think you're supposed to try to fight. You gotta kind of put up a fight, but you don't want to. You don't want to. You can't win. whoop his ass, mm. or the DP will probably become a lot more extreme. I think. Yeah. Uh, 
That's interesting. Well, they tell me. Um, how? First of all, shout out to you and Wack. I feel like you guys have such a great chemistry on camera. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's, it's been that's, a lot. that's usually my most fun hour or two out of the week. Yeah. Well, it's been a lot more consistent, too, because I know there's sometimes where he'll like just be off doing whack shit, you know. And yeah, well, he's be in like Bangladesh a, selling diapers and shit, and then he right. just can't With do Nick the Cannon. Yeah. Nick Cannon diapers. Exactly. Incredible Floyd diapers. Mayweather's investing. He's in the Congo. He's selling diapers in the Congo. If I got a kid, only using incredible diapers. My belief is that when you go into business, you should probably like primarily focus on things you understand. Mm-hmm. Like w- what the fuck is the, what, what does Wag know about selling diapers in the Congo? But if he can do it, that's like the sickest thing ever. So I'm, I'm proud of him. If he becomes the new face of diapers, then shit. I was just telling him, tell me if you like this idea, you, you know, blippy, Mm-mm. Anyone who watches, Wait. who has kids, the, the guy yeah. with the orange glasses, I told Wack that he needs to become like that. If you want, he needs to become like the brand ambassador for his own diapers, and we're going to make kids content, and it's going to be whack in a funny outfit, saying like, "Hey, this is how you count to four. That's a good idea, right? It is. It, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. He never ceases to amaze me with like his pivoting. Yeah, because he's all of a sudden now, like you know, like he said on your shit the other day that he's kind of like. Got so much internet clout. People could just say something about him, and then they get clicks. It's kind of crazy. To it's see funny it. to imagine if his diapers became super popular, and then you know what? Is there going to be a Daily Beast article that's like listing off all the offensive things that Wack has ever said on camera? Like, like don't buy these diapers at Target because the owner said, you know, Tupac was, or something, right? Or I, all these things, or whatever he said. And Any <laughs> list of crazy shit he said. Yeah. So I don't know, but I mean, I feel like Wack is kind of like post cancellation. It's yeah, just, you can't cancel Wack. Wack would have to do something very extreme to be canceled. Yeah, I feel like him, Boozy. There's just a few people that's like, I don't know what you're gonna do, like because they're like left over from a prior generation, so it feels kind of wrong to like judge them by the standards of today. <laughs> you know, that's fucking hilarious. It is true. It's like Boozy is like he just wasn't born in 1999. He's a, he's an old school guy. He's OG from the he south. Must and people love Boozy for who he is. You imagine how much funnier Boozy's going to get as he gets older and how much people would be disappointed if he actually like, you know, succumbed to like being like, you know, more more PC or whatever. I actually think now I've been thinking about it Vlad. I think they should teach about trans shit in, in school. In I've been grade. thinking yeah, like imagine Boozy like the fuck Oh my god, that'd be uh, hilarious. Um, uh, what I thought was dope was, and I, I told Wack this, like I, I appreciated him being like a catalyst to kind of de-escalate what was going on between you and the guys at. Okay, I would be stage. happy to give Wack credit for something like that, but in actuality, that was entirely me. I just chose to have the conversation with, with Wack. Him he didn't even there. know that that was coming and he was entirely antagonistic for the most part so it's not like he really helped out too much but he was my sounding board for I that think conversation kind of helped guide the you know true guided a bit you know he'd been talking to some of them off camera and all that too so i guess that probably helped yeah for you i mean if it feels like the it, it's it feels like a lot more positive like this this negative energy isn't hanging over both of y'all's platforms you know do you feel like kind of a relief since you you've had that conversation on camera and kind of like said i'm i'm gonna de-escalate this i'm gonna step back yeah i think like uh, at various points in your career you have to be willing to kind of zoom out look at yourself look at what you're doing with your time and i mean even just on a super basic level i have this constantly where i'm thinking about what i'm doing with no jumper and it's kind of like well i'm putting in this much time to earn this much money from no jumper and in, in some sense i'm kind of ignoring my opportunity with plug talk which maybe is uh two or three times 
bigger opportunity on, on revenue. And when I zoom out and I look at my my business and I'm like, oh well, you spent a lot of mental energy this week in arguing with people, and nobody benefits from this or seems interested in this besides like the the small little nest of hardcore fans that right. are talking about Reddit it on folks, Reddit and stuff. Yeah. It's not like all the the viral platforms pick it up when I say something to Because you, whatever, I mean, you, know? you, you had some good rants. I hit you like, yo, you you had some fucking real Paul Heyman-esque WWE top-notch. Yeah, I got that in me. But at the end of the day, it's just like, what is what, what is the shelf life of this? You know, like I can go viral doing all kinds of stuff that doesn't like impact my life. And then when I saw the And thing, impact people around you. Exactly. I saw this shit happen with Dub. And it wasn't just like what happened on camera with Dub. It's like I'm having conversations with Brick Baby and Dub after the fact. And there's just things coming up in the conversation about neighborhoods and about groups of people and they're not getting along and, oh my God, this might happen and shit. And I'm just like looking at it and being like, okay, you trying to make good content on the internet resulted in a situation that could very easily turn bad. And And even that situation could spark... Exactly. 20 other yeah. situations. And it's just like, what is the fucking point? Why am I, why am I over doing a, this? Over podcast beef. Yeah, and I realized in that moment, I'm just like, well, you know, you could just kind of like pull it back and just wave the white flag and just take a little take a little mini L right now to basically spare yourself a lot of wasted energy and a lot of bullshit. I don't even think it's L, bro. Bullshit, I think it's know? like growth. I was surprised that like even the audience who obviously like wants to call me a bitch and wants to point out me being a pussy, whatever – they talked about it for a day and then they were kind of over it too. Because I think to a certain extent, like, like in the early days of us beefing, that was the most viral content on their platform. And then this time around, it wasn't like it, it may have helped their content a bit. They might've got more views from it, but it's not like it was a, you know, nine months ago right. where like the biggest clip on back on fig that week is going to be talking about me. Now it's, it's just not really having that impact. And, you know, I see, Joe Budden and Rory Mall still going back and forth and just sort of like sub dissing each other and stuff all the time. And I don't know. To me, that seems kind of silly. Like, you guys have an opportunity in front of you. Like, why the fuck is your energy still going into this? And granted, it's not like all their energy, but they're still just kind of doing this song and dance. And it's the exact same thing as us. And to me, I'm kind of like, you guys could probably just not do that. And like, all of you guys have kids. All of you guys are fathers. Most of us. All of you guys are, uh, well, obviously, I'm talking about like, you know, the the main guys involved. Everybody's got kids, man. Duno has yet to prove that he can procreate. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he's 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 all right. He's probably got a nut or two in him. Yeah. Shout out to Duno. But it, you know, for me, it was like just seeing like some of the you know, like I get it was for entertainment, but just I feel like it, like once it kind of got past a certain point, it was like ah oh, man, like it almost has to like be a thing, you know. Mm. But you did a good job of like leaning into it you leaned into that motherfucker for real <laughs> i think you, you said it kicked off here yeah it, it did because i didn't after they left the channel i didn't do any interviews i went on my honeymoon etc then i come back and finally you asked me and i'm like okay i'll do an interview with kev and that i feel like you kind of snapped into your your uh you know what is it the big the 22, big 22 thing yeah but i didn't really like what i said didn't really like Compared to what was said later, what I said on here was Wasn't, like nothing. Right. But it definitely like sparked a lot of conversation. Hey, we got to stop the interview real quick, man. Shout out to our family at my bookie. NFL season is winding down. You still got some regular season uh, games you can get in on. Of course, the college bowl games are coming up. So much money to get. Plus, the cash prizes going down in their weekly blackjack tournaments at mybookie.ag. And uh, this is what's going on, right? Uh, my bookie's crazy because they're doing this. If you sign up right now at my bookie, use the promo code bootleg. All right. Claim your deposit match redeemable up to $1,000. That's right. They're going to match your first deposit 
up to $1,000 using the promo code bootleg. Claim your bonus NFL college bowl game. So much going on in terms of what you're trying to get down with if you want to gamble, if you want to bet. All right, they got blackjack. They got roulette. They got it all. Uh, and of course, the best odds anywhere online when it comes to your sports betting needs. So one more time, sign up right now with that promo code bootleg. Um, and, and I'm going to tell everybody this. Uh, you're going to get your first deposit match up to $1,000. I'm going to put my money I'm feeling good about the 49ers future bet right now. Slam the Niners to win the Super Bowl. I think they're taking that whole shit. Bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Also, shout out to our good folks over at Blue Chew. Make sure you go over to BlueChew.com right now. A lot of people asking me, yo, man, Blue Chew, does that shit work? Yeah, it works, man. Find out for yourself, though. Blue Chew's legit. Same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. But if you want to know if it works... They're going to take care of you with your first month for free by using the promo code bootleg at bluechew.com. <coughs> That's right. Bluechew.com. Use that promo code bootleg and get your first month for free. This is how it goes down. No awkward doctor's visits. None of that. If you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, you're dealing with too much stress. Maybe you're drinking a little too much. You got the whiskey dick. I don't know. Huh? Blue Chew got you, all right? BlueChew.com, promo code bootleg. Sign up right now. Get your first month supply for free delivered right to your doorstep for only $5 in shipping. No uh, doctor's appointment. It's all online. Discreet packaging in a blue chewable form. Come on, fellas. It's getting cold outside. Let's make sure those cocks stay hard, all right? Let's get back to the interview. Uh, have you heard from Lush at all? It looks like he's... Um He's relapsed. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. I haven't uh, heard from him. Uh, a lot of people keep kind of hitting me up, asking if I want to have him on the podcast, and I'm, I'm kind of considering it. But yeah, the the relapse thing was kind of sad just because I had so many conversations with him on camera about him basically moving, uh, you know, or, or like on camera, him talking about how important it was for him to, to not clean. relapse and how he couldn't really handle smoking weed or he couldn't handle drinking from time to time or taking Zans or whatever he's copped to so far. So, yeah, that's a little... So you would be open sad. to maybe maybe having him on just to... I'm definitely not angry at him in the way that I was at one point, you know, but am I dying to rejuvenate his career by having a conversation with him? Because as soon as I started to think about it, I pictured him going home and immediately doing a five-hour live stream talking about what we just talked about on the podcast. That's going to happen. And then throughout the next week, going on 10 other podcasts to talk about the fact that he just did a podcast with me. And I don't necessarily know that I want to be the one putting the battery in his back in that regard, but it would be It might help him heal, though. It might help him heal. I feel like that's like an open wound of his life because this is the biggest shit that's ever come come up for him. Yeah. And he kind of f- fumbled it. You know, he kind of fucked it up. I think that there was probably a time period where if Lush had died, I would have just never said anything publicly. Yeah. And now I think that if Lush died, I would probably like tweet RIP Lush. So that's growth. That is growth. That's a big step, right? Big so step. who knows where we might be in six months from now. Maybe I could actually talk to him. I don't know. Would you uh, ever, I don't know about uh, T-Rail, but would you ever entertain bringing AD back on the podcast one day? Because it feels like that's the one in relationship that was, I guess, as less disrespectful in terms of the commentary back and forth. AD kind of. Yeah, that would probably be plausible i wouldn't be super shocked by that happening i think that they're still kind of like ganged up over there and they just don't i think that probably if ad did that everybody else would be looking at him like he was bugging and i think it's basically like both of us trying to prove that not not just both of us like me and ad but really everybody's kind of trying to prove that they don't need each other right Mm. so i don't feel like 
I'm not really in the position where I want to like boost their shit up by I'm not talking about that. soon. I'm talking about maybe shit a year from now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like honestly, probably someday we'll just like see each other and end up in a conversation or somebody. Uh, there's already like people in between us who kind of mentioned it of like, oh, I could get you guys on the phone or whatever. And I don't think either of us are super eager to do it. But I also has Wack tried? No. Okay. Not so much. Maybe maybe to him. He doesn't really mention it to me. Yeah, I feel like Wax would be the guy who would just be like, I feel like he would do it on camera, though. Yeah. Like, I'm going to call AD right now. If he didn't do it on camera, he would go on Clubhouse and literally just tell everybody every single thing that we talked about for sure. But uh, Yo, is Clubhouse uh, still Clubhouse? <clears throat> I feel like it's Wax House now. It's just it's just Wax and like 10 other people. I don't know. He talks about it like it's fucking huge, but I've, I've, I've realistically like almost never been on there. I, own, I think the... Is that a pound of mushrooms? Yeah. I just had to ask. I couldn't tell. <laughs> If it was like pieces of cardboard or no, okay. it's, it's uh, obviously mushrooms you put on pizza, not anything of the elite. Oh, sorts. okay, right. Yeah, pizza mushrooms Got for it. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking forgot that sitting there. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, it's not that much. That would be a weird day, right there. Eating all of that? If I, <laughs> that'd be a weird fucking year. Eat a handful of that, I'll be on the moon. Are you? Are you doing shrooms uh, at all? Uh, I've done them throughout my life. I haven't done them since they became like normalized. The thing, like you haven't microdosed or nothing. I think the last time I did a serious amount of mushrooms was like 2015. Oh shit! So it's been a while. So that was yeah. yeah. Since then, like, there's been a couple times where I took a little candy or whatever. Like me and Sada Baby famously had a little funny shroom pod one time, but yeah. I don't know. It was a little freaky to me. I just don't really get. When you did them in 2015, like, were you partying or were you by yourself or? The time I remember, like, damn, we were in the bay and we just like, there's a bunch of BMX homies and we were just hanging out in this fucking apartment and just smoking like infinite weed and just taking mushrooms and freaking the fuck out and then just going out riding the whole next day and that was kind of my whole life back then. Just shrooming and riding bikes. I don't know if you should combine those two. People take shrooms as pre workouts now. That is they'll do insane. a microdose and then they'll go work out. To me, I get sort of self conscious and fidgety. Have you heard of this and- shit, bro? This shit at the gas station. What's it called? It's called Feel Free. By the way, this this is this shit's supposed to be like really. It's like supposed to be like fucking opiates. Plant based herbal supplement. Bro, they talked about this on Joe Rogan. Really? I bought a bottle because I was going to try it, but then I, I read about it, and it's supposed to be like addictive, like opiate. But it's supposed to it's supposed to be like fucking meth in a bottle. But it has a like if you take it too much, you opiates get, and meth are very different. I understand that, okay. but it's supposed to have you super focused. But the addictive part of it, like you have withdrawals and shit. Like um, Jesse, who used to be with the Nelk Boys, was telling me about it. Really? He's like, bro, I don't. He's like, I don't know. He, he took one right before. He's like, I'm addicted to this really? shit. He's like, I can't live off of these. I, I, They're at the fucking gas station. I miss getting fucked up. So I mean, this that shit is like right. Appealing. It's what's the name of this shit that's in here? Oh, uh, kava leaf and but, kratom leaf. So you're saying I take that and I do it work, gets you fucking I take zooted that? and focused. Okay. I haven't. T- you took half, right? How'd you, you feel? Uh, Weren't you all fucking like? I'm taking some kratom. Yeah, it's I'm taking it's, a little kratom. So because I guess that shit was illegal for a long time. Uh-huh. And it became legal, and these guys are just fucking. These fuckers are just slanging this shit. Hmm. I just wonder what's worse, that or the honey pack, or the or the rhino juice that you get at the gas station. Uh, I've done a I've done a honey pack and a rhino juice before. Was it insane? Eh, it works. Huh. You know, we take blue chew over here though. Promo code bootleg. You know, what I'm mean? all natural, dude. I can't do it. I can assume though, if you get to the point where like, you know, you're 50, and you still gotta get that thing going. You know what I mean? 
I hope that my uh, survival isn't based on being able to get a boner on camera by the time I'm 50. But uh, yeah, I've never, I don't really have many problems on camera, so I'm, I'm trying not to jinx it by taking shit. With the guys who do have problems on camera, do they usually take Viagra? Or do they take like, do they, will they do a honey pack? I honestly have no idea. I actually had a porn star the other day telling me that the honey pack is fire. It works. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't. T- it tastes fucking disgusting. Really. But they're readily available all over LA at every gas station. So wow. people you- give me that shit all the time. I still never took one. See, the whole thing is, is like, I feel like nowadays it's more acceptable for younger men to do that shit. I know. They're fucking crazy. So I have homies of mine who are like dependent. If they're going to fuck, they're like, I got to get a honey pack. I know. I know dudes who take Viagra every time they fuck. And it blows my mind. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you want to put yourself in that position? And so now every time you fuck, it's almost like it's a mental thing that you think you're going to have to take fucking Viagra. Yeah. I was born horny. One of my homies, like one of my best friends in the world, he's, he has, he goes to Mexico once a month and gets bottles of Viagra and (laughs) and like for himself. And I'm like, bro, like that can't be good for your heart. I don't want to be reliant on anything. I'm already reliant on fucking coffee and weed. So yeah. Are you still dieting? Mm, Yeah. So that's fuck up sometimes. Like I would be in chiseled shape right now for the last six months i had actually been on it but instead you know well, what like, do you because you were doing like the eggs every morning and yeah i've been eating eggs, you lost a lot of weight eggs and bacon every morning for like my whole fucking life but then i have like a meal prep place that i use but then you know i'll just fuck up like last saturday i ate a fucking pint of ben and jerry's dude i'm opening a pizza restaurant across the street from porto's really yeah and i just know i'm about to you got a bunch of partners on that or how's that look just just two okay yeah well, that's you dope. know s I do, yeah. Uh, the Armenian? Yep. He used to roll 80. He's yep. one of my partners. Oh, that's dope. And then uh, my, my guy who's a pe- the pizza man, Justin La Piazza. I want to open a shawarma restaurant out here. I mean, there's a lot of those. Yeah, but I feel like I could do it different. Because I used to go to uh, the halal trucks in New York. Yeah. And they're so sick. And I feel like I've never there's found. nothing like that here. I've never found one that captured exactly what made those you things special. You could open a restaurant and just call it halal truck. It could be idea. a brick and mortar spot. That's a good brand name. Because they have halal guys out here. I think that's part of the problem. I love the halal shit, but it's not that popular out here. It's like, not fucking with New York. No, there's nothing if you like... See, if you see 100 food trucks out here, 90 of them are taco trucks. 100%. No, if you... It, you we're in uh, Austin, and they had the halal trucks on 6th, 6th Street, right? Yeah. Oh, really? I haven't had Austin halal. I mean, it's similar to New York. You get the fucking falafel fucking pita. I oh. used to worship that shit. No, it's great. No, yeah. and then if you, you got to do it in the Valley, they got a good halal spot in Encino uh, that's really good. Mm. My Jewish homie took me there. Shit was fire. I, I, I order different halal places off Postmates from time to time. And but Postmates ain't it, man. It never really hits the way I want it to. I feel like nothing on Postmates hits the way you want it to. Yeah. It's always a little hot or a little fucking cold. It just gets thrown in a... Like, I never can do a salad on Postmates. But, but there are... Okay, there are certain things like... Uh, what, what's it called? Fucking nachos. You would never want to order nachos on Postmates, right? Because never. 20 minutes after the nachos Soggy. come out, it's going to be a shit. This is what you do. You turn the oven on while the shit's on the way to you, and then you throw those nachos in the oven. Depends if you got sour cream on your nachos. You don't want sour cream in the oven. What's the oven going to do to the sour cream? It's just going to crisp it up? I my sour cream cold, man. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. But you say no sour cream, and then you put your own sour cream on after. Or sour cream on the side. Boom. No sour cream. Problem fixed. Uh, you, you stopped doing the weekly show. Yeah. I saw that you just said it was taking a break, taking a break. I've just been like so overwhelmed with doing interviews and we've kind of been between casts where there's not like a super locked in cast. Cause it was for a while. It was just you brick baby. Brick baby and then whoever just trying different people, you right. know? And then I, 
I, I just I look at the goats of doing weekly content or even like academics doing the news uh, or doing the streaming uh, stuff and everything. And I just feel like if I'm going to do a weekly podcast outside of the whack one, which kind of carries itself because we have such energy and between it's great us. it is great yeah but i just if i'm gonna do a weekly podcast again i just really want to be able to put my all into it and i don't know exactly what that would mean at this point but i feel like i would need like like i look at joe bunnan and them and like the fact that they just get in that fucking room every day and just work on the conversation between each other i think that's so sick i'm just consumed with doing the interviews so i don't really have time to do that like almost every night my girl goes to bed at 10 or and i'm like in the back house until one in the morning getting ready for interviews like that almost every time like every night like it's just i'm so focused it's exhausting. on exhausting and to like really be a great podcaster on a weekly basis i feel like you just have to be willing to like actually put the prep in to like come up with your takes figure out what you're going to talk about otherwise you're getting on camera and winging it and i hate that i can't stand people who get on camera and then they just start reading instagram posts off and it's the first time they've thought about it they don't have any information yeah i think that so that platform like like that style of content i agree fully it's like you got to kind of prepare yourself on on the way Stephen a smith or shannon sharp does right and they're lucky because presumably they have a big fucking team around them that helps them come up with shit if I was going to do a weekly podcast consistently again, besides the wax show, I would just have to be willing to put a lot more into it. Yeah. Yeah. My whole thing too is like, even with interviews, like my interview style is like, I don't, I kind of wing it 99% of the time. I don't, I, and I'll see the way Vlad talks about it. He'll be like, I have my assistant get notes. I'll Mm -hmm. do research. And I'm like, you know, I'll do some like loose research, but like, I'll kind of know front of lobe. Sometimes I'm and then like I'll that. See where the convo goes. Sometimes I'm casual. Sometimes I'm not casual at all. You if know, someone comes in here that I know is like a big deal, but I might not necessarily. Yeah, that's when I spend into five fucking. That's hours. when yeah. I'm like, okay, let me dive into this shit. And I love that shit though, because like even yesterday I was supposed to do a podcast with a uh, Charlie Kirk, who's a fucking. Uh, this was on the whatever podcast. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to debate this dude about porn and porn being legal and all I that feel kind like of shit. I heard that name. Yeah, he's the guy who started Turning Point USA, which is like a huge conservative, conservative guy. Conference I feel like thing. yeah, okay, yeah. And I literally spent five hours before that conversation watching other porn debates on YouTube and just working on what my arguments would be in my head and trying to really figure out like, okay, if he says this, I'm going to say it never happened. And then the guy bailed at the last minute, but that is the kind of preparation that I like to put into interviews. Yeah. No, for sure. Always do that. But that's why me and Remo do a lot of interviews together. He's able to maybe do a little bit more of the deep digging, deep diving specifically like in terms of the Chicago shit and stuff. It's like, so much. I got to give you that, bro. Like that whole fucking, there's so much shit that you, you talk about or that you're like people you're interviewing i have like the chicago shit dog i have never ever spent a waking second trying to figure out what's going on in chicago but you got all of the fucking i don't know i just know dirk's got problems with <laughs> duck who died and his mom's on only fans and okay yeah and She's then not naked on only fans there's that the guy funny. with the the J main who's really funny right I don't know his history in Chicago whatsoever. I just know him to be funny on your show. He's an op. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Too many. Well, I only know he made. I assume so because he had the, the cereal box taken down, right, with the Dirks, Dirkios. Right? Well, that was just all this that shit. was Dirk's friend Dog. BJ from O Block. Like who when took like, it down. You, like you go back and forth with people online. Mm. Like recently, there was a guy. You're just like I have this? no fucking clue who they are. Shout out to AOKD in the tent. No clue who that is. He's a character. Yeah, he's from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just. Ooh. I mean, yeah, but that's the weird thing about the Chicago stuff is that 
you can interview some pretty marginal Chicago and it works and it does numbers and get a lot of fucking views. Yeah, yeah, like I did. Um, you know, I had to get hip to what was going on in uh, Jacksonville because I interviewed Fulio. But like that times. scene in comparison, you have like a handful. It's more of, simple to figure out. You have a handful of dudes whose view, whose videos would do numbers, but like realistically, most of the tangential characters are just not going to do as well. And in Chicago, right. it's like there's so many sub characters that you could talk to and all that shit, bro. Because I, ne- I never was into drill music. Yeah, I don't blame it. It was never my thing. I like it, but definitely it's it's a lot to bite off. Like even like like obviously I played Chief Keef in the club and shit, but like I was never like I, I understand Chief Keef's significance in culture and his influence on today's generation, mm-hmm. and I get all of it. But no, it I was, mean Chief Keef is ancient history. But it just ne- but the even then shit. in 2012, 13, whenever that was, I never like dived into like you know I I remember seeing him get taken to the gun ranger by Pitchfork, which you know it was was way mm-hmm. back then. But I never really dived into any of that shit, bro. So like. Sometimes you'll be talking to people and I'm like, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, that's the general uh, reaction to a, a huge percentage of the content that I do. It's just like, who the fuck is this guy? But if you, if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, right, it's like it the sub, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's my problem is that I'm just like deep in so many subcultures. I guess it's not a problem, but I just have like so many little threads. And you that have I'm so many, like, in. you have knowledge of all that shit too. So it's yeah, like, for me, streaming it's like, characters. Like, if know? I'm going to do like some deep research, it's got to be somewhere I'm like, okay, this guy's doing numbers and I really am not fully aware of what's what he's like you know outside a big of the part of me that just likes shit. putting the puzzle together and just kind of like figuring out exactly what's going on well the on. way vlad does it is crazy it's like mm. art <laughs> the way he like starts the interview and it's just like so uh in 2012 you said this and this in this interview and uh it's like Jesus. vlad will always be like oh okay we'll get to that we'll get to that later on down because i have <laughs> because the way that, this is gonna that go is i'm not driving this to the clip that i'm making right now so we'll get to that yeah it's, it's i mean it's impressive <laughs> and i know you know he's probably got people helping him yeah. with research and he shit got a big team yeah but like you know i was uh one of the guys from uh vivek ramaswamy's camp had yeah. hit me and i was like if i do that interview i gotta dive in he hit you Maybe I'm not putting myself in the right circles because no, no presidential candidates are hitting me up. Well, I'm trying to get RFK on my shit. Yeah, he did Vlad too. Yeah. So I, um, the guy keeps inviting me to like his his donor uh, his donor. Really? Events. He's like, come come to the donor event or whatever, and I'll see it's like a thousand dollars or something, and I'm like, oh lord. Um. Yeah. No. Nah, I'm cool. But like, can we get this interview off? Like, yeah. I'll be, it'll be on the radio all over the country and on my channel. Like, you know. But right. Yeah. But the Vivid guy, I think that might actually happen. Yeah, hey, that's dope. Yeah. I just don't fucking, you know, I know a lot about Vivek. I've watched a lot of the debates. We didn't remember his name last time we did this interview. We didn't, but we were like, he's done Indian a good job. The Indian guy. Something. Vivek <laughs> Ramaswamy. Did you see the last debate? I didn't. I haven't watched any of those, no. Bro, that shit was like eight mile, bro. Really? Him and the the, the broad, uh, what's her name, Nikki Haley, Nikki and then Haley. the fat fuck, Chris Christie. She's surging. She has no chance against Trump, but she's going to- She's surging, for sure. She's like the biggest one besides uh, Trump now. Yeah. Which is wild. But they were snapping on each other like it was a rap battle. It was so disrespectful. This dude, Vivek, told Chris Christie to get the fuck off stage and go have a good meal. Oh, my God. I said, Jesus. Chris Christie really is a disgusting human. Yeah, he's he's a fat, fat fuck. fuck. Yeah. I've seen a clip of him. Drinking. He's just hanging on. He was on the train in the morning coming from Jersey to New York, and he had a shamrock shake in his hand. And of it's course like, he did. You're already fucking 350 pounds. You're already morbidly obese. You're waking up in the morning and, and drinking that morning. much sugar. Yo. Like. There, there must be so many people around him, like any sane adult who could tell him, Bro, like, hey, that die. is not part of a balanced diet. You're going to die. And as, a, as a, a candidate, being fat is a real liability. For sure. 
You know? Just like being an old fuck is. I know. I look at Chris Christie like you're a fat fuck. Yeah, you but, might have a heart I mean, attack. Shit, I don't know. It's crazy. What you just said, I find myself doing now. I mean, I'm 36. I know I, you're a little bit older than me, right? 40. Yeah, but like I feel like we're kind of both in the same spot where we're looking at our health differently than we used to, mm. and it it equals me judging fat people when I see them being fat. Yes. Like when I see somebody who's fat, like me and my wife were eating at um, we went to where did, we went to a spot. I think it might have been a buffet, some sort of buffet. Mm. And right behind us, man, this family came in. I'm talking each, everybody in this family was like 250, north of 250. Just a bunch mm. of fat fucks just squeezing into this booth. Right. And I just looked back and I was like, fuck, like, they shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, yeah. They're going to die. Like, and, and through having a kid, I say that all the time where like, my kid, I, she ate McDonald's one time. Right. In France with my girl. Um, and then besides that, I mean, she just eats healthy shit. Most well, that's, of the that's time. what sucks about me. I had my kid when I was 18. So I've kind of always just let him do his thing. Yeah. So now my kid's 18 years old. But the thing is. And he drinks fucking soda all the time. And I try to tell him, mm. you should drink some more fucking water. And he's like, yo, I've been drinking soda my whole life. Fuck you, dad. Like, I'm like, bro, drink some fucking water. I drink plenty of water. Stop ordering soda every time we get food. Like, yeah, my kid has no idea what soda tastes like. See, yeah. If, I, if probably, I'd have had a kid. probably won't. If I'd have had a kid now. I'd be on that wave, but I had a kid when I was, I was a kid. You know, we feed her the way that we feed ourselves. So it's like, you know, if we order food, even if we order like burgers and shit, it's like we don't even, we hide the fries. If we get like dessert or anything, we hide all that. So it's oh, yeah, like you, you have are... to think about the burger yeah, first. Yeah, when I had my kid, I was eating Top Ramen in an apartment, fucking microwavable yeah. pizzas. Yeah, I mean, we're not really holding her to a standard that's any different than us. And also, we don't want to give her a fucking eating disorder or think that like there's something really scary about different foods and stuff. It's just like... Your maintenance diet that you're going to eat in an average week should probably Bro, be pretty yeah, tame. There's know? just certain shit that, like, I would used to. I used to just fuck up milkshakes. Oh my god! I used to. I just would just be like, Nah, bro. Just the thought of drinking a milkshake just makes me like be like, That's going to set me back a month. I remember there was a time period in my 20s where I would wake up in the morning and eat like a banana, or, like two bananas, and then I would not eat anything for like seven hours, and then I would eat a whole pizza and then crush a pint of Ben and Jerry's, and that was my food for the day. Yeah. And I wondered why I had diarrhea. That's why. Because I'm a person where if I eat bad, that bowl is getting Me too. painted. Me too. Painted. Were you ever a soda guy? No. See, that's really. the thing. I've always been a fucking... Co- I love Coca-Cola, man. That's my, my downfall. I like it from time to time, too, but I don't really... There's a certain it. shit that like I can't eat unless I have a soda. Mm. Like See, I've never been like that. If I'm getting tacos, if I'm getting a burger, a slice of pizza, and I get water... I'm like, what am I doing? I love water. I drink water with everything I eat. I just need to constantly be wetting my mouth while I eat. No, me too. I can't eat dry. My wife won't eat. She won't drink until she's done eating. I don't like it. But I like order Popeyes sometimes and it forces you to choose a drink. And most of it's like, you know, mango Kool-Aid or some shit. And I'll get it and just, I'll take one sip and then just dump it down the sink because it's just too much. I'm just not used to that much sugar. For you, uh, where do you see... No jumper going into in, into the new year because you know obviously you're you, you are you're doing a lot man and mm. I can only assume that like you seem like the type of person who kind of is cognitively aware of when you're not inspired or not mm. into something because you've said that over the last year or so like there's just times where I'm just like what am I doing this for like, right now I'm just having a good time doing a, the interviews which is really why I started no jumper in the first place is just because I wanted for a while to talk there to you weren't doing a lot of interviews it slowed down for a little bit but for a while it became like the focus of no jumper was oh it's a bunch of friends ostensible hanging out. friends yeah. hanging out talking 
And it's like, all right, there's basically like two directions, two primary directions that I could go with no jumper. I could do interviews and focus on the platform being about interviews and getting more interviews and building up interviewers. Or I could really kind of double down on the whole homies hanging out talking about shit. I'm going to be real with you, like from a financial perspective, the homies hanging out talking to each other thing is just not really the move because you got to pay the dudes a pretty good amount. As you saw with the thing when people left, they left. It feels like they're going through that too. Well, they were complaining. Yeah, they're probably going through it too. Yeah, but like they're complaining about how much they're getting paid. And meanwhile, I was taking an L on the content, you know, because it just doesn't earn as much, especially live streamed. Yeah, like if we're just going to come out here and hang out for fun. Yeah. Like, I, I got to make some money. I got kids. Yeah. And when I think about what I'm doing in my life, it's like, if I live streamed all of my interviews, right. I would have probably missed out on like, I don't know, like a million dollars this year or like many hundreds of thousands of dollars because chopping them into clips and putting them out like that is just so much more beneficial to us than putting them online and having it age restricted or whatever. And it's like, for me, at the end of the day, I, I would like to do our interviews live. I mean, it's kind of scary because sometimes people want you to take shit down. You got to cut shit out, whatever. But I got to think about the business side of things. Yeah, Rogan, remember when Rogan was doing his shit before he went to Spotify? A all his shit people, was live. A lot of people used to do it live and kind of realized at a certain point that it just wasn't really worth it. Hey, what up, y'all? Uh, I'm excited because I'm going to be flying to Tampa to DJ the Odd Sox holiday party next week. And of course, as y'all know, Odd Sox are OG sponsors, our family. The most comfortable socks in the world. Want to give much love to Odd Socks for always holding us down at the Bootlegheads podcast. Now it is the holiday season. There ain't nothing like getting you a pair of Odd Socks for your loved one, getting some underwear, getting a hat, whatever you're into. They got it at oddsocksofficial.com. Promo code bootleg. Save 20% off. 20% off at checkout right now. All the licenses. WWE. Uh, I mean, Hooters. Oh, some Hooters underwear. Let's take a peek at these, huh? Bunch of fucking owls all over here. There we go. Mmm, I like it. What about Chucky? Ain't nothing like some Chucky socks during the Christmas, you know? Hey, whatever you're into, they got it. Oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code BOOTLEG right now. Save 20% off uh, and enjoy the most comfortable socks in the world. Also, want to give a shout out to our family over there. King Palm. Now, that's the thing about King Palm. What I love about King Palm, no tobacco, no nicotine. We're talking about straight, natural leaf organic leaf all right and 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 the cool thing is they got these terpene infused tips when i tell you they're terpene infused i mean it like i love these ones shout out to uh sugar shane sugar sean fuck almost fucked his name up uh sugar sean o'malley from phoenix uh he's got his honey orange here how it works you load that thing up with your cannabis flower you got that flavorful tip inside bam what it looks like when it's all done it's like a work of art ladies and gentlemen it's a work of art all right go to your local smoke shop wherever you're at they got king palm go ask for king palm thank me later okay king palm local smoke shop 7-eleven they got them or you can just go to the website check this out go to the website kingpalm.com take care of somebody in your life that you love and get 50 percent off everything you order at kingpalm.com using the promo code bootleg 50 percent off that's half off half off kingpalm.com that's what we're doing right now all right let's get back to the interview you've kind of changed. but he's also someone who's not really trying to like make money through right. streaming on youtube right. which we are like we have to kind of right. pay for all our employees and everything by doing that so for you uh you've i've noticed you've reversed the way you were dropping interviews hmm. where you would do you're doing clips now then the full thing 
Yeah, that started because of people like THF Bezu and uh, and uh, FYBJ Main, where I would you know, pay them for the interview, and then it's kind of like, okay, well, how are we going to make the most money from this? Well, I guess we basically have to drop it in clips before we drop the full thing, and then we started just kind of doing that with everything for a while, and then I went like one month. I don't even know if the fans noticed this, but I went like one month where I was primarily dropping everything full interview first and then clips on the clips channel. And I feel like the content kind of gets more attention if you it drop it around. clip by clip. And I, I see it how it is with Vlad. And I've found that Vlad is usually right about everything. Because he's been doing that forever. He's just yeah. been doing it forever. And he's so analytical. And he's so like capable of looking at what is going to do what. But I mean, some of the interviews I do like are with such fringe niche characters that it just doesn't really feel right to drop it clip by clip. So I'm kind of like in a weird place where i want to drop certain things the full thing up front and then other things clip by clip so i'm still kind of trying to figure it out yeah i'm trying to figure out what i'm gonna do with this nba young boy content i got because we got so much and it's like mm. we want to make sure we take advantage of it you know because yeah. it's a big situation definitely know? and and knowing that the best moments from your footage with him are going to end up on Twitter, getting millions of views that you will not participate in in any way the- aside from people saying like Oh, I saw you in that young boy thing yeah, on, on, Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. That's what happened. I, every day I get hit with that big boogie clip where he's he's on my fucking platform and he was talking. He said he got paid like offered ten million dollars to go to college. I see people always saying like this was the biggest lie ever told or some shit. It definitely might have been. <laughs> so you're you're open to paying people for interviews nowadays? Is that something? Because you, you didn't do that yeah. always, right? I never really did it before, but over time, it's kind of like you know again. We all have our platforms, and you got to look at it as a business. And it's like sometimes, you know, I'll pay a couple thousand for an interview and make ten thousand or fifteen thousand. Yeah, like the so trade off makes sense, and you're going to pay for the ones you know you're going to get your money back on. And I think it's just only fair because, to a certain extent, like you know, the the people are not idiots. Like somebody like Fybj Main, like what reason would he have to go do a bunch of podcasts aside from getting paid from him if he knows that No Jumper is going to make ten thousand dollars off doing an interview with him? He's gonna get in there and say, "I want three. I want four thousand. I want whatever." And uh, yeah, he hit me because I, I, I DM'd him. I was like, "Yo, you're funny. Come on the show sometime." And he's trying to get back. I just said, "Hey, man, it's not what I do over here, buddy." But <laughs> much love to you, brother. But I understand. I said, "Keep hustling. Yeah. I ain't mad at you, though." Yeah. yeah. Same thing with Crit Mac. Crit Mac's the only guy I consider paying. He wanted five hundred dollars, but I was like, I, I did, at the time he was doing so many interviews. Yeah. What are you gonna ask him? The, right. The and so I was like, I was like, "Yo, what?" A, I was like, "Maybe we can go skydiving or something." Like, you know what I mean? Like some random shit. You know, like but that's very Mac Adventures. That was. The but stuff. but then he started doing that. Yeah. So it was like ah, they're they're already kind of you know because that's the whole thing with uh with with Jay Main is this that like he does content on his own platform as well. He does right. little interviews with Tay Savage and shit like that, and it's like, well, that content he knows exactly how much that content makes, so he could probably he do the math and figure out how much money I'm making off of him. So yeah, yeah. like we just did a video, a vlog with a uh, Mexican OT where we went and murdered Sorry. hogs in a helicopter. Yeah, and it did great, but like really, like we didn't make money off it. it just kind of paid for the trip, paid for itself. Yeah, which is fine though because it, it was a dope video and it brought a bunch of subscribers and right. it, it, it kind of, you know. I think it's like the second vlog we've done because you've been doing vlogs forever. I haven't. So that was the second one we ever did. Yeah. And so the first one was did really well. The second one did well. So it was like, you know what? This is, we don't have to make money on this. Yeah. I mean, it's good to just do shit in general. Like if I go to, you know, I mean, really, if I'm going to go do a vlog, even in like the LA area, even if it's like a day trip, I mean, it's going to have to make kind of a significant amount of money to cover like 
you know, the, the filmer it was obviously my filmers are like on salary and shit like that. But like even just having security with you all of a sudden, then it's like, Oh, okay. This content is costing quite a bit more because you got to pay for all these different things. I don't necessarily think that like us doing like vlogs make sense. If you have a big idea, that's going to really like get the viewers in, but the viewers are allergic to like lazy content at this point. They just know. And it, it did not used to be like that. People used to just watch whatever. They'd watch whatever. And now it's much more cutthroat. And I've heard a lot of like very big channels in this space tell me that this year was a drop-off in revenue that they never really experienced before. And I don't think I can say that. I definitely think that I probably made as much in 2023 as I made in 2022, which is counterintuitive to some people because they're like, oh, you got less views. But I had 33% people on staff uh, at one point last yeah, year. I mean, for and you, now they I have don't 20. see the back end of the business. Yeah, we You're almost saying. cut our staff in half. And I mean, that might yeah. sound kind of. You guys had 33. At one point, yeah. Wow. Well, including like a lot of hosts and stuff. Shit. I actually am only saying that because we were just doing Christmas bonuses and it was like, oh, like we have way less heads that we need to take into account. But I mean, you got to think about the business that way at a certain point. Like, am I paying people that aren't producing a return for me? Are you uh, doing a Christmas party this year? Because last year's is kind of lives in infamy. Was it? Why? I've I've seen like, I saw a video where it was like everybody who was there and then they're gone. (laughs) Yeah. It, it, It was, it was whoever edited it. And it did a great job because I don't it- think I ever actually saw it. I just saw like the first two seconds in the Reddit and I was like, ah, I'm not watching this. I kept scrolling. But well, you guys are going to do a no jumper holiday party this year? Yeah, it was a little something. Yeah. A little, little shindig. Your just- birthday looked fun. I was on the list and then I wasn't on the list. Really? Yeah. You guys invited me. You hit me and I told you I was coming. I got a text the day of saying you're no longer on the list. What? I swear to God. You could have definitely came. I mean, the the I did hear like a couple other people say that too. I got but- a text. It was like... Uh, thank you, but you're no longer on the list. Really? After I got a text that said, you're confirmed on the list. So you would have came otherwise? Yeah, but I'm like, I'm not. Hit me up. Dude, it's your birthday. There was a lot of people in there that were not supposed to be there. I certainly was not tripping. Wow. Chilled with my kids, but I'm also not the person that's going to bother you. But a few other people told me that that happened where like, because that RSVP Because I could have bothered you or Josh, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fucking show up and be the guy standing outside trying to fucking get in. You could have just texted me and I would have fixed it for you right away because that happened with a couple other people, but I didn't know how to do it. looked like a fucking good shindig though. That was probably the best party we ever did. But you know, we're talking about spending a lot of money on shit. I mean, we spent like a hundred racks on that party. And I mean- Well, you guys had sponsors though. No, we didn't really get sponsors. We just decided to just do it. Like we didn't even bother trying to get alcohol sponsor because that right there, like the alcohol would have been like minus ten or fifteen grand worth of product on you know <laughs> if we had had a sponsor. But I don't know. And then like the reality show that costs almost a hundred thousand dollars to put together. The rental, paying the talent, the the and the crew, insane. And it's like, are you going to be able to make a hundred thousand dollars off four YouTube videos? I mean, they would have to get like 2 million views each and the last episode got age restricted so it like really didn't earn as much Yo, that age restricted shit sucks but we chose to do that anyway just because I think it's good to have like a template of look at what we can put together look at the scale of the productions that we can yeah because maybe now you can sell um, yeah. you could be a production company for, that was kind of our idea it was like for well, MTV let's, let's make the fucking Crip Mag dating show and then it got locked up like damn the later. Crip Mag dating show would have been heat a lot of even the comments were suggesting that idea even though we'd already been talking about it because it was just such an obvious layup oh, I think damn yeah um, are you actively looking for new hosts or is that something where you kind of it's weird because yes but a lot of times the economics of it are a little hard to wrap your head around. I think people think that like what we do just prints a shit ton of money. Like, I know. And it's like, well, 
It's really not the case. And I know plenty of people that have started basically like clones of my business and then seem to have like a reality check at some point and be like, oh, so we're not going to make any money and this is going to be really, really fucking difficult. Um, but yeah, like I, um, what the fuck were you saying? Oh yeah. Okay. So like the math in my head is like, it would be great to put together another at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what are you going to like, especially a lot of the people that I would like to put together in one of these types of podcasts, I would have to like move them to LA. Okay. Okay. So right there, let's say that you got to pay somebody if they're going to be doing multiple podcasts per week or whatever, what do you got to pay them? Like fucking eight, 10 grand a month, that type of to shit. To move somebody to town? Yeah. Cause most people aren't going to leave their hometown unless it's a unless really. It's, to survive in a place like LA. Exactly. If tough. I say, Hey, I'll give you five grand a month to move out here. I mean, that's going to pay for their rent and some food or whatever. Like, and if they're like a host, like an on-camera talent who probably has other opportunities or could just do YouTube on their own, then that doesn't sound that appealing. So you got to, let's say you have to pay everybody 10 grand. Let's say I got to pay 10 grand a month to three different people. Well, now you got to figure out how you're going to make $30,000 a month. It's not easy. Off a podcast. You're going to have to, you're going to have to really kill it with the sponsors. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to have them like be really in the zone. The podcast is really going to have to have like a hardcore fandom. I think I could probably do it. And hopefully we do end up taking that sort of step this year. But it also might rely kind of on like, oh, we might have to like really push the Patreon angle. You know, that's a thing. Like maybe if we can, because if you make a piece of content that people like are really signing up for the Patreon to see bonus content or whatever, now it starts to make sense outside of the sponsors and the ads. Um, but it's really, you guys do so much content because there's no jumper news every day. Yeah. More Monday through Friday. Yeah. So it's like a Monday through Friday thing with usually three hosts, yeah. right? Usually there's Sometimes three more, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, that's your, I mean, yeah. that's already like its own thing, but that's good because it gives us a way to test out talent, try people out without having throw to, people in. Yeah. Do you guys repurpose that for a news channel on Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So it makes a little bit more money that way. Yeah. Yeah. The Snapchat thing's lit. So thank you for that, brother. Thank you. No doubt. Snapchat's great. People don't know. And then I realize now that I like know that Snapchat shows are a thing, I'm like, yo, the most random people have Snapchat shows. And a lot of the Snapchat shows are like their old YouTube videos from 2017 repurposed. Just repurposed. Yeah. That's what people who make like evergreen content, like the professor, Mm -hmm. uh, the basketball dude, like he told me that his Facebook is his biggest revenue stream, but he makes content that you could see it six years after he filmed it. And it still is doesn't seem relevant. old. Yeah, because so he's just hooping. Even Logan Paul told me he makes a crazy amount of money on Facebook. And it's like he's posting his vlogs, doing shit that would never that he would never do now. Right. And he's just putting it on Facebook and it still works. You know? How's your relationship these days with Ak? Uh we talk a pretty good amount. Yeah. I yeah. feel like you guys have an interesting uh on camera dynamic where, you know, he's obviously cool with A D and those guys and Right. But he, he's, you know, he's obviously a trailblazer during during the uh, the streaming era, if you will. It's kind of a funny uh, switch between us because he was kind of like getting involved uh, when AD and T-Rail were all, them, were all there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple times where he said something like, oh, like, AD, you should be getting paid uh, 200 grand a year at No Jumper. Right. And that's like, obviously, he wasn't. So he's kind of like, mm, like, like right. and, and he's saying, like, I would pay you guys this amount. Now you like fast forward to like he's really pushing the academy thing and trying to like build up his cast and everything. And I'm sure he's he's probably going through some of the growing pains you had to go through. I'm sure he's aware that it would be difficult for him to pay any of those hosts twenty thousand dollars a month or whatever. So I think uh, he's he's realizing the same thing that I kind of realized, which is that the whole business model of like oh, I'm going to pay a bunch of people to just make content on behalf of my brand. I mean, it didn't work for Complex. 
Like they they weren't profitable with Joe Budden and academics. I don't think it, doing it doesn't show. work for a lot of people, man. It didn't work for Revolt. State of the culture never went anywhere. And you're talking about like big budgets, big mm-hmm. names. And meanwhile, with like no jumper, it's like, well, we don't have as big of a budget. We can't afford to just lose money right. for this long ass period of time. Sponsors don't oftentimes want to touch this uh, sort of edgy content with violence being discussed and sex being discussed and God knows what. So, hey, shout out to our sponsor, King Palm, who's also a sponsor of No Jumper. King Palm Water. It's good water. Chug it. It's good water. That's my slogan I made up for them. No, but like, uh, yeah, King Palm is, is dope. But, um, I just don't have a lot of belief. Like I used to always say about No Jumper, like No Jumper needs to be a network. We're gonna have all these hosts, and they're gonna do content and yada yada. And like we achieved that for a while, but the finances were kind of wonky, and I didn't really have my business down the way that I should have because I should have had contracts that kind of prohibited a lot of the stuff that ended up happening. And by the time that stuff happened, and they were talking about No Jumper drama on their streams every day, it was like already kind of too far gone. And I realized that I didn't really. There wasn't really a way for me to reverse time and get back to what right. I thought that the situation should be. But when I look at all these other uh, podcasts and platforms and stuff, I don't see really most of them having much success with it either. I mean, you have somebody like Joe, and I think that he largely survives off Patreon. You know, yeah, he's gone. I mean, he's gone through it with trying to launch a network. I yeah. mean, publicly, he had so. a couple of different shows on there that didn't work out and everything. So I don't have a ton of faith in that. Like, obviously, we we do have like Brick and Sharp, and they're still doing content on No Jumper and stuff like that, but. It's definitely a tricky business to be in, and I wouldn't. Sharp's in LA now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm like really devoted to like I have to find these hosts and I have to build up more right. podcasts because the business side of it is just hard. What was for you? Is it like obviously it has to make sense for you financially to try to recreate the magic on Melrose and open a store? Yeah, I mean, I just miss having that sort of spontaneity of just right. having a spot and being able to do it. Because you just shot content there, right? I just, I think I just saw. Yeah, with yeah, the, with the, I with just the, do podcasts the there some of the time. Like last, uh, well, last week Friday, I went there and did two interviews uh, throughout the day at the spot, and then Sunday I came back in, hung out on the block, did two more interviews on on the block. So I like uh, just being able to be. It's just like a certain energy to be in on Melrose, and we're right next door to Desktop Dub. And it is different than it was before because there's just like a little bit less hype around everything. But I mean, we get to inherit a lot of the hype that's kind of going on with Dub right there. So every time I'm out there on a Sunday and there's like a million people just standing out on the street, feels very good to have like a real community around us and everything like that. So I, I felt like it was important for us to lean into that. And I feel like we get enough content through being out there that it's 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 just good like remo will be like there having different artists come in just to film tiktoks and take photos and get some merch and stuff like that and that shit just kind of helps the brand like i always loved having the store on melrose it's kind of a shame we're gone for three years but i mean shit i mean you think about that jake home moment you had that was fucking crazy yeah and he just walked in right i like just anything spontaneous is really great for the content yeah 100 percent, man yeah. well listen go uh subscribe to plug talk onlyplugtalk.com how much is that scene uh i'm not exactly sure it's five dollars a month to sign up for plug talk and then that scene is available in the dms is that the business model of OnlyFans? pretty much i've not actually legit never done the well that's surprising the sign up thing no that's one thing is that almost every porn girl has like you have to pay for like any decent content on their so show. like is the main page just like a normal like feed it just like like a like a trailer on ours you get Every episode we've ever done, just for the basic monthly amount. But on most girls' uh, OnlyFans, you pay X amount of dollars and you get like 
some photos on the feed and then you got to pay five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever it is, is for additional Rose content. Snake ate off the dude. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Damn. That's so sad. I really thought he was a simp and he was just lying. I, Cause I didn't watch the interview. I just saw the headline. So I just assumed, Oh, he's trying to get out of it. Yeah. He's probably getting clowned by his homies. That's funny that a lot of people had that reaction, but he's full of shit. Yeah, but knowing him, I don't know. Nah. No, so yeah, I mean, now that I kind of know all the, uh, I feel bad for him though because him. Now com- I'm not going to interview him. Yeah, him coming on No Jumper ruined every other opportunity that he had to go on all these other podcasts. Like he texted me this morning telling me that he spent three thousand dollars flying to Miami and then fresh, fresh fit, fit and they canceled on him and they were going to pay. I just got paid for my first interview. Have you gotten paid to do an interview? Oh, Vlad. Vlad paid you. Well, but like we we do like a swap. To, I don't even ask him anymore. But I, there was a couple of times that he gave me some well, money. Shout out to Vlad, man. Yeah, but he pays like a decent amount. He 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 takes credit for that. That he started the practice of paying guests. Yeah, I'm not. But that practice ever coming to coming to fruition here. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's nice to get everything just based on your relationships. But at the end of the day, it's like if you can spend five grand to make ten. I really honestly would have paid Crit Mag just to just to hang out with him. Yeah, because my son, my bro, my my son's best friend. Shout out to Joe Pete. He, he born and raised he's in from Fifty Fifth Street. Born and raised in Burbank, oh. but he's from Fifty Fifth Street. There should be a Fifty Fifth Street. And all Burbank he does is say "Oh, crib," and I'm really? like, "Bro, shut the fuck up, you yeah. little fucking Italian <laughs> bastard from Burbank. You're not." But I was like, "Yo, if I pay Crip Mac, I'm bringing all the kids from Burroughs High to come and fucking all my son's friend group will Just be bring here. him to the school." Do a little meet and greet. I don't know if I could do that. You can try. <laughs> Get in trouble for that. But like, I appreciate you pulling up. As always, bro. Appreciate Adam Twenty Two. Boom. Boom. Fire. Can we show some love to our family at Hardeen? Man, shout out to Hardeen, man. Look, if you're in Vegas, you got to pull up. You got to say, take me to Hardeen right now. I need to go to Hardeen. They're going to take you. They're going to get you situated. Hardeen, Las Vegas, the best cannabis uh, dispensary I've ever walked into in my life. The most craziest selection of premium cannabis in the entire world. I mean, that place smells like God's uh, sweat. It feels. It just smells so good in there. It's just, oh, they got their own scent. They're our family too, man. So make sure you follow them online, Hardine underscore Las Vegas, all right? Shoot them a follow on uh, Instagram. Also go to HardineLasVegas.com. And when you're in Vegas, make sure you pull up to Hardine, baby. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.